I'm really excited about the word today. I heard it last night. Give a warm welcome to Brenda Mickelson as she comes and talks about honoring moms, spiritual moms. Got a good word, Brenda. Thank you. I'm really honored to talk about moms today. Pat's going to play. I always love that. Let's stay in the spirit. God's got good things for us today. Bless us, Lord. Bless our hearts to receive. You've got good things for every one of us. We turn our buckets upward, Lord. So when you're pouring out your blessings today, we're receiving them. Bless me to preach your word, Lord, in the anointing of the Spirit. Thank you, Father. We're going to have some fun today, some good things. So stay till the end. We got, we've got good things. So motherhood. Motherhood is a wonderful gift, especially if it's done right. Some of us have had harder times with our mother. I'm going to be talking about that. Because we're sinners and we need Jesus. So in 1 Thessalonians 2, 7 and 8, the Apostle Paul wrote these pretty amazing words. But we were gentle among you just as a nursing mother cherishes her own child. So affectionately longing for you. We were well pleased to impart to you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives because you were very dear to us. That is a beautiful picture for a man to say about how we cherished you. In life, there isn't hardly anything as beautiful and pure as the nursing pair, the mother with the baby. Uh, nurturing that helpless baby, literally from her body, nurturing that baby with the perfect mother's milk that God designed. There's nothing that is as perfect for that child as that mother's milk. God is an amazing creator. Boy. So the power of a mother's love, the great and wonder of motherhood, when it's done the way it should be, is that it's unconditional and sacrificial. And Jackie just referred to that. Um, it's unconditional. You know they use the phrase, oh, a face only a mother could love. That's a funny <laughs> phrase. But that's true. It's like, my baby, I love my baby. Um, mothers, women are made wonderfully. You know, men have X and Y chromosomes in every cell, in every cell. Even when they want to, you know, do the transition and so forth, they're still, every cell has the X and the Y. Um, you know, anyway, women have X and X because we need more genetic material for all the amazing things that the woman's body does if she's going to physically give birth. And we're, we're honoring spiritual mothers and those that uh, were physical mothers. But from pregnancy, even from the beginning, all these changes happen. And a woman can literally grow a human being in her body. That's our superpower, man. We can grow human beings in our body. Hello? So anyway, you know, it's sacrificial because she's tired. Uh, sometimes a lot of morning sickness. Some, some women get pretty sick. Growing up every day. You know, your husband comes in and gives you a kiss, and it's like, toothpaste? Oh! <laughs> or, you know, someone's cooking fish, or like, just some weird thing like, oh, I can't stand that. Uh, so 
pregnancy, the last few months, this baby's kicking and you're already bonding with that baby. I'm going to spiritualize this pretty soon. <laughs> I just like talking about it. But so, you, you know, big like a house, like, oh, yes, this is how I am. I can't hardly roll over at night. Oh, I can hardly walk. And then labor happens. Now listen, the woman did not try to design this labor. She just goes with it, like, oh, my goodness. And she's got to push that baby out. So that, that stuff that God designed is amazing because that labor is going to happen. There's no jumping off of that table. You gotta have that baby. And it's not real exactly fun, can I just say? <laughs> and so then that baby is born, and then she has milk to feed the baby, and the baby wakes up every two hours, you know, all through the night, hungry, I'm still hungry. Oh, I'm hungry again, hungry again. And so it's awesome. It's awesome being a mother. You're tired a lot. The dads get tired too. They get tired too. And then there's raising the kids. So we can give like that kind of sacrificial, unconditional love in ministry because Paul says it. Paul says it. We loved you. We were so affectionate towards you. You have become very dear to us. So even men can love in that way because Paul said that's how he loved, like a mother's love. So... Um, with our children, you know, they come out with different personalities, and we can ask God, God, how do I love this child more perfectly? How do I understand this child? We always defer to God. He's our helper. And we can do it in ministry, like, now what's this, what does this person need? Why are they saying these things? Help me to love them and understand them, listen to them, bless them, and care about them. And we all do it. We all do that in the body of Christ. Praise God. My daughter, Charity, she's got a couple challenging boys, shall I say. You know, I go to Megan's house and babysit, and it's easy. They're just easy. You go to Charity's house, and I'm like, woo! They're, they're strong boys with strong personalities. Her little Evangeline is a little sweet, just like Charity, you know, a little sweet little girl. But those boys, you got to stay two steps ahead of them all the time. Anyway, she's always reading books to learn. And we read books in ministry, don't we? So we can learn. And we care. We care, hopefully, with a mother's heart. All right, let me go on here. Okay, we know this verse, Ephesians 4, these verses, 11 through 13. So Christ himself gave apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We love that verse. It shows what the body of Christ is supposed to look like and what ministry is supposed to look like. And so my point right here is let's take care of ourselves, whether we're mothers raising kids or whether we're ministering people in church or out in the community. Let's take care of ourselves. Um, it's kind of, uh, well, pastors are known for burning out, I'm sorry to say. And I'll tell you something, they don't have to burn out. 
Pastors do not have to burn out. It should be fun. And parents should not have to burn out. And when we do, it's because we didn't do what this verse says. If the pastor wants to say, I'm the prophet, I do all the preaching, I'm the one who only prophesies around here, I'm the teacher, I'm the visitation committee, I run everything, I will tell you something, I can guarantee it, he will burn out. Because it's not right. We're supposed to quit and send them out. You take some steps. You do it. And in, and in parenting, like, oh, I'll clean up because I do it better. Or I'll cook because I do it better. I'll do the dishes because I do it better. I'll make your bed because I do it better. You know, that kid's not going to learn anything. you got to let them sweep the floor. And if they forget half the dirt, at least they're learning, right? So that's in ministry, too. It should be fun. We have a lot of fun. Dan's always turning people loose. You got an idea? Get Pray about it. Get three or four people and do it. I'm not going to do it, you know. So <laughs> that's that's a healthy church. It's not all bottlenecking in the pastor, and he's not all ready to run away and, oh, I can't stand this. Well, that's because you've got to turn it loose. So in doing that, we take care of ourselves so we don't burn out. Um, we don't want to be codependent and enmeshed with our ministry and with our people. This is my ministry. Everybody else, stay away. These are my people. You know, we don't need to do that. Um, sometimes in some of my groups, someone might, like, say, Thursday night, they might decide, I'm going to be part of the healing rooms for a while. And I have to, like, say, okay, go ahead. You go be part of healing rooms instead of, like, you're only in my meeting. What are you talking about? <laughs> that happens. we got to let, let people try things and then we can have more fun in ministry we won't burn out same with parents you know when your kid hits about 18 or something maybe younger and you say you know i've been nagging you about this for years you know how i feel about this i'm tired of talking to you about it you're too big to discipline so i'm just going to step back i'm just letting you know this i'm going to step back and i'm going to deliver you to god so you and god deal with this so the kid is like, oh, no, you know, now, now the Holy Spirit has a straight shot at me. I was just dealing with my mother's attitude, but now, oh, I'm out here with God. I'll tell you something. That's a good thing to do. And even in ministry, like, I'm going to step back. I've said what I'm going to say. I'll let you grow up. I'll let you try your wings and grow up. So anyway, if we have hobbies, uh, things that we like to do with others, going on walks or hikes, going on big hikes, watching maybe something that makes us laugh, resting, eating healthy food, all of those things mean we're going to take care of ourselves and we're not going to burn out and we're not going to um, be codependent with our ministry or with our kids so that they can grow up and be healthy. All right, I'm going to read a beautiful scripture, John 19, 25 through 27. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother from the cross, from the agony of the cross, he is in agony. He saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing by, and he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. And he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. 
And from that hour, that disciple took her into his own house. So I was talking to Dan about this. I think Joseph must have died, her, her husband. And the other sons aren't, some reason, aren't taking her in. So here she is being going to be in the home with John, who he loves and knows will love her. From the cross, he did that for his mother. I, that's just a beautiful picture of the love for our mother. But, okay, now what if your mother let you down? I'll tell you something. Some of you might think, well, she's talking to me. I'm not. I'm talking. I've heard this story over and over and over again. Maybe your mother said mean things. Maybe she neglected you. Maybe she was busy all the time. Maybe she was, uh, there was abuse going on and she didn't protect you. Maybe she didn't believe you when you talked about it. There are so many things that a mother can do because we're sinners, their parents were sinners, and it's not a guarantee, is it, that we're going to have this great mom. They can do many hurtful things. It's sad. It's sad. I just want to say, uh, Exodus 20, 12 says to honor our father and mother, that our days will be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you that it may go well with you. Now, I, I, I know people, I couldn't even say in mixed company some of the things that, say, a father has done. We'd all be embarrassed. Some of the despicable things that parents have done. And then, you know, like, honor them? I can't stand them. That's real. And so, okay, we have to deal with that. What, what are we going to do? Counseling is good. Talking about it is good. When we just hold it in, maybe we're ashamed. That, that will keep us spiritually paralyzed. So find a friend, talk about it, get prayer, or go to good counseling, Christian counseling, talk about it. Get good prayer. We need to work on our inner language. That, that abusive parent, that critical parent, that we learned, oh, you can't do that. Well, you won't be very good at that. Oh, you're kind of a loser. Oh, stupid, why'd I do that? Oh, idiot. You know, we gotta not do that. God isn't doing that. God is saying, I love you. Hey, you're good, you're redeemed, you're my child, I love you. Come on, let's keep going. It's all gonna be all right. You're not there anymore. So we work on our inner language. Work on it. It's not that hard when you get that thought. Ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, remind me what I'm doing. So when I get that thought, hmm, no, no. I'm going to, that's the accuser. He's so happy, like me, 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 me. And if we're in agreement with that, that's not good. We don't want to do that. No way. <laughs> Thank you, Susie. No way. So we say, no way. This is what God's saying about me. This is, this is who I am. This is who I'm becoming. That's so much better. And it's realistic because the Holy Spirit's always helping us. So, the Bible doesn't give us a lot of options. We have to forgive. We have to forgive. I'll tell you something. Forgiveness is a crisis of the will. Our will has a crisis. You also talked about forgiveness, Jackie. If your mom has done things that you just, that hurt you, one of the good things that I think is very helpful personally is to write it out. It could be 25 pages 
small riding, front and back. It could take a few weeks. But when it's this big cloud of condemnation, it has more power than when you can say, here it is, here it is. I wrote the things out. And what helps is to say, this is what she did or didn't do. You know, it could be omission. She didn't pay attention. She neglected, whatever. And this is how it made me feel. Because there's the power of lies in this is how it made me feel. I felt stupid. I felt ugly. I felt unlovable. I felt like something's wrong with me. I felt dirty. I felt like a failure. Whatever. But if you can write it out and what it, how it made you feel, then you can come before the Lord. Here it is, God. As far as I know, this is, this is all of it. Here it is. And then use your words to line up with God's word and say, I forgive my mother. She owes me nothing. I release her from my personal judgment. Now, honestly, you might feel like, God, that is laughable. I don't feel that. He knows. He's not, he's not tricked or, you know, he's not missing it. But you can just start. That's a start. I forgive my mother. You do it for yourself so you're not dragging your mother all around life. Everywhere you go, you're dragging your mother and your resentment. And we can get bitter. We don't want to get bitter. We want to be sweet. And so even though it doesn't seem like they deserve it, we forgive them. We let it go. And, and it, it could take weeks. It could take weeks. You could do several times a day. God, here I am again. I'm thinking about it. I forgive my mother in Jesus' name. I release her from my personal judgment. She owes me nothing. It's like a 20,000 weight that will eventually lift off of your soul. It'll lift off of your soul. And sometimes it'll help your healing when you let it go. Okay, I don't say that easily. There are parents that have been so difficult. But this is one way you can honor them is to ask God to help you forgive them for your own sake. Not saying you got to hang out with them and let them be abusive all over again. Not saying that. So, hallelujah. God's ways work. They work. Because he loves us. He wants us free. I like the verse, my soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowler. The snare is broken and we are escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Woo. Okay. The church needs moms. The church needs moms. You know, there's been churches over the centuries that are all just run by men. I'll tell you something. That is lopsided. Dan and I was laughing about this. We'll watch a movie and it'll be like, you know, these characters have to get somebody who's bad and they're going to shoot them and then there's car chases and explosions and someone gets stabbed and I'm like, there's not one soft, pretty, comforting thing in this whole movie. This is a man movie. And then we'll watch some other movie and it's all romance and love and the men are talking about their feelings of how they loved it. Girlfriend and Dan will be like, some woman wrote this. <laughs> like, yes, this is a chick flick. In the church, we need both, don't we? We really need both, because women bring a lot of beauty. They bring a lot of mercy and tenderness. We need physical and spiritual moms. We need their voice, we need your voice. We need their gifts, their helps, their talents, 
their wisdom and insight, their leadership, their hum humor and fun, beauty and nurturing administration, their prayer and intercession, teaching, all of it. We need the men and the women, and it makes the church beautiful. Here's a verse, Proverbs 1, 8 and 9, two verses. My son, hear the instruction of your father and do not forsake the law of your mother or the, the word, the gospel of your mother, for they will be a graceful ornament on your head and beautiful chains about your neck. So we are to listen to our spiritual mothers and fathers. Listen to them, they've got wisdom. Proverbs 23, 20 through, 22 through 25. I'm almost done and then we're gonna have some ladies come up here and we're gonna bless the women. Listen to your father who begot you and do not despise your mother when she is old. That's a good one. Buy the truth and do not sell it. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. The father of the righteous will re greatly rejoice and he who begets a wise child will delight in him. Let your father and your mother be glad. Let her who bore you rejoice. We can even say, listen to those who are your spiritual leaders because you'll make their life happy. Don't make them miserable. Amen. <laughs> we want to have fun in ministry. I need Marty up here and Cheryl. These are my prayer group ladies. I just chose my prayer group ladies. I need Mary Vaughn and Victoria and Diane and Margie. Okay, ladies, what we're gonna do right now, as many of you as are comfortable, I want you to come up. Whoop, you guys line up. This is like, you know, the, the no, we can line up here. It's like the Oscars, you know, the ladies always trip going up the stairs. Anyway, ladies, can you come up here? We're going to have you put your hand on your heart. These ladies are going to bless you. We have a blessing for the women, if you will come up here. If you just can't stand coming up here, you can stay where you are. All right. And then at the end, we have a rose for each woman. Each woman, we have a rose. So Dan's going to figure that out. Marty, come and bless them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, we activate and release the giftings and the callings in these ladies. Lord, there are many that know their gifts and callings and many that do not. And so right now in the name of Jesus, we ask for revelation of what gifts that you have given unto them. What do they like doing? What are they good at? How do they bless people? We just ask, Lord, that there will come blessing forth from these ladies today that will bless those that are around them in their sphere of influence, that they will know that it is something that you have deposited in their hearts that they are able to give it. And we thank you for it. I forgot to say, I asked Dan, I said, well, what will the men be doing? He said, the men can be praying for the women. Not gonna hurt them. <laughs> okay.
this is a blessing on the prayers. This is the blessing on the prayers of the mothers and the grandmothers. And this is the confidence we have toward him that if we ask anything according to his word and his will, he hears us. And we know that if he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests which we have asked of him. First John chapter 5. So like Zechariah the priest who ministered before the Lord and heard the angel say, the Lord has heard your petition. I bless you with the confidence that the Lord has heard your petitions, even the ones you have long since stopped praying, that the Lord hears and the Lord answers your prayer. Bless you in Jesus' name. created women. You made them mothers. You made them spiritual mothers. I ask, Lord, that you would bless them all today. Give them a strength when they feel weakness. Give them hope when there's any bit of discouragement. Give them joy when sadness tries to find its way in. Encourage them in their own heart when it is most needed. Allow your great love to flow in them and through them because it has no boundaries. It just keeps giving. Teach them, teach us to sit at your feet and allow you to bring our lives into a balanced spirit, soul, and body. Some of us did not have physical children or maybe lost children, either through miscarriage or death. And those are disappointments that we need to release to the Lord. So right now, we release any disappointments of motherhood or lack of motherhood to the Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that you are a God of restoration and that you have restored to us our, our happiness, our joy, our hope in being spiritual mothers that we can mother others who may not have been born from our bodies, but who are people that need to have nurturing, that need to have that spiritual love and need to know about God. So Lord, we just thank you for all the spiritual children you have brought into our lives and we bless them, Lord. And we ask that you continue to bring us spiritual children that we can nurture and love and teach about God. Be a woman of laughter. 
He will once again fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with shouts of joy. Laugh at fear, afraid of nothing. These are words from the Bible, by the way. Sarah said, God has brought me laughter. God sits in the heavens and he laughs at his enemies. We were filled with laughter and we sang for joy. She is clothed with strength and dignity and she laughs without fear for the future. A cheerful heart is good medicine. A time to laugh. A feast is made for laughter. The young women will dance with joy. Women, we are the atmosphere changers. Our brains were created for laughter, so let's be women of laughter and change our homes and our world. And this word is also for the mothers watching on TV and grandmothers. I woke up praying for mothers, and I had this acrostic instantly pop in my head, and it was M-O-T-H-E-R, and it was meditate on truth and heaven's eternal reward. And so what I pray, Father, is that each one, each one of these women would rise up with new wisdom, discernment, and vision for the future, not only for their own lives, that they will not have let go of one dream, one seed, one word you've deposited. If it's been like Sarah who waited 99 years, she never wavered. She just kept believing. So we just speak to the seeds of hope in your own lives. The ones you saw deposited in your children and grandchildren, you will not any, let any label define them other than what God says. So if they've been labeled, you know, as ADHD or, or, or unruly or they've gone to jail or whatever, that God would today renew in each one of your hearts a vision. A vision. Because people perish without a lack of, lack of vision. That anything you've seen in your children or grandchildren or their spouses that has caused your faith to waver or you become cynical or you've lost hope, I speak a new vision and word to your heart that you will grab a hold of it. You'll be the women. You'll be the women that dig for the gold, that bring out the treasure. Where there's darkness, you'll bring the light. You'll reveal the truth. Your words will bring such power that lives will turn. Your own children, the children that come in your home, and that, you'll, that motherhood, if there's any place of sorrow or regret in the back, that you will let it go this day, forgetting what lies behind. And when, when I said mother was meditating on truth, and remember what that scripture says, what's lovely, good, true, noble, just, praiseworthy, not where there was mess up. That doesn't help anybody. So, Lord, we just thank you for that acronym, and you guys go for it. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, Marty, could you take one of the roses and go bless Kathy? And Mary, would you take a rose and go bless Amy? And Les, Dan, do you have a further blessing? So stay and get Dan's blessing first. Should pass those roses out. Is that okay now? Yeah. Pass the roses out. The guys that are helping, pass fast as you can there. As we're passing these roses out to honor moms and biological moms and spiritual moms, we're remembering what Brenda started with from the Apostle Paul in 1 Thessalonians, where Paul says, I was with you like a father and I was with you like a mother. Why did he say that? Was it just for his ministry? No. He's an apostle. He's establishing what an apostolic culture in a church ought to be. An apostolic culture, a revival culture, an on-fire Jesus culture needs to have a full experience of 
fatherhood and motherhood. And I apologize to you on behalf of spiritual leaders down through the ages and globally for misinterpreting the Bible to quench your destiny and your potential in God in an apostolic culture. I apologize. I ask you to forgive us. Will you forgive us? You represent women everywhere. The balance goes both. Some, some churches are all women. Some churches are all men. And God wants both. Male and female, he created them in his image. Will you, uh, holding on to one rose, but, but lift your hand up into that glory realm that's just, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. There's a glory realm that's just right here for you. Just take hold of your potential, your gifts, your anointing, your leadings in God, above and beyond what you're asking and even imagining. We declare your prayers are being answered. There's safety and good health for you and your household. And there is a rising up within you to fulfill with amazing Holy Ghost anointed creativity to be all that you're called to be, to bless your family, the church, and the world in the amazing glory, wonder, and beauty of Jesus. Oh, come forth, Jesus, through these gals. Rose of Sharon, come forth like a rose through these gals. We bless them and thank you for them and honor them today in Jesus Christ's name. And everybody said, amen. amen, amen. Thank you, thank you everybody for coming today. God bless you on this Mother's Day. We love you. God loves you. Don't ever forget that. We'll see you next time.